0: This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments with my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, Scott. Okay.
1: I'm blue.
0: Welcome, everyone, to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Today, we're talking about Out for Justice, starring Steven Seagal, William Forsythe, and others. <laughs> others. <laughs>
1: and uh, Angelina,
2: <laughs> yeah. Angelina Margulies' first movie.
1: You mean Julianne Margulies?
2: Yeah, that's the one. I might have
1: something to say about that later.
0: Ooh. I also noted that the chick from uh, Cobra, not Cobra, was it Cobra? Uh,
2: what the bed? The bed girl, or uh, what's her face?
0: Yeah, Gina Gershon. What movie did we see do her recently? Oh yeah, yeah. Red. Gina Red Grishon. Heat. Red Heat. Okay. I yeah, I might have something to say about all this. <laughs> We've done some winners lately. All right, uh, <laughs> wonders or winners? Eh,
2: either. That's Onetters. O-getters. Yes. Sorry.
0: Directed by John Flynn. Written by Arlans hill as david lee henry all right you mm-hmm. want people button. to know yeah yeah <laughs> um, so yeah before we get into this uh, i don't even know whose movie this was this, uh, this is mine
1: yeah okay. yeah yeah i've been wanting to do this one for a while actually all okay. right um, for justice uh so just real quick um i we might we might have asked this before but this is probably my favorite seagal movie and not not because i think it's good let's get that out of the way <laughs> But there's enough weird stuff and, uh, good action going on here. Well, at least violent action, uh, to, to hold my interest. Uh, it, it, it's a close, well, a close second would be marked for death. But mostly just because that has Jamaican villains.
2: Yeah. Screw Faith!
1: And that one has more pronounced limbs, limb snappage. Uh, but yeah, typical, uh, Seagal movie. Uh, plays the same character like he does in pretty much all of his movies, except he's doing an Italian stereotype uh-huh. with a bad accent, which I think we'll get into in our list probably. Uh, but yeah, he's, as as it says, out for justice against an unhinged William Forsyth. Uh The plot doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but who cares? <laughs> no, Nobody watches yeah, Steven seriously. Seagal movies for the, for the plot. Age. So... That's pretty much all you need to know about this movie. It came out in nineteen ninety one. I think Jeff might have already said that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen this one before. I, when I watched it yesterday, I, I mean, they kind of all blend together, but none of none of this was familiar. So, either I blocked it entirely from my mind, or I've never seen it before. Okay.
1: Well, what, one more note about uh, how good or bad it is. Um, in the pantheon of Steven Seagal movies, this would definitely be in the upper echelon. Considering what he's done over the past four or five years,
2: oh yeah, but the that, where,
1: <laughs> where he poops out like three movies a year, filmed in Hungary. Mm-hmm. So. He still makes movies. Oh yeah, even... oh yeah. He's he weighs okay. it's crazy. He weighs like three hundred pounds now, and they don't they don't film him in fight scenes from like the the waist down. Is he bigger he can... than William size now? Oh, he's. He's two William Forsyth, so I'm not joking. <laughs>
0: That's wait, our new weight weight scale. Wait, isn't he like? Wasn't he like dog the bounty hunter or something? What or, do you mean? Wasn't he a bounty hunter? Like, wasn't there? Oh, like no, a no, show no, no. He's, he's, he's a he's a sheriff. yeah.
1: He's 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 sheriff. a he's a fully deputized full full dep, whatever legal deputy in Louisiana. Okay, I forget where it something is. Something like
0: that. Yeah. All right, and then I guess I have, to have one more question before we get started. Where? does he rank in your action stars of our childhoods uh, like, can i assume that we have arnie and stallone at the top and then it d- from it goes from there or is that not true for me that's true yeah uh,
1: yeah. yeah arnie arnie at the top for sure easy yeah. one yeah of course and then yes yeah, stallone and then we start getting into bruce willis right uh, Dolph, maybe van damme. van damme army of
2: one red scorpion damn yeah Oh, I think Van Damme and then Dolphin. Uh,
1: Jackie Chan.
0: Yeah, so he, where do you put Seagal with these guys? So... Is dead last?
1: <laughs> okay. His over, I mean, like overall, yeah, overall catalog of movies, yeah, he would be last. Uh, but... Um, something, something kinetic about his fight scenes, where he's just throwing dudes around and... Not necessarily, I thought not this necessarily movie was with,
2: set in New York, not Connecticut.
1: Whoa! That oh, stupid. I, I don't even get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: you said kinetic.
1: Oh, kinetic. Okay, sorry. Where he's we're tossing <laughs> okay, things kinet- around and snapping limbs, <laughs> but not necessarily with feats of strength, although he's a big dude. Uh, so it's just kind of a different style of action hero than we grew up with.
2: He's gut big, not buff big.
1: <laughs> well, in his early movies, he was just big. Bang. But I tell you, the Glimmer Man, yeah, he was... He's probably wearing the Sheamus H probably had the, sh- that's, the girdle That's stripping. your
2: That's your profile pick, right Jeff Glimmerman? I don't that's know right. what that's from. I think it
0: is. Just know he looks terrible.
2: No that no
1: if, just No, if it's got no, that that's from something recent, Alex. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, okay. I thought he had a, a freaking dirty ass fucking goatee no, in Glimmerman.
1: No, no. He's still oh, well. been shaving that one, I think.
0: I think for me I would put him above Dolph. I mean come on, Dolph's terrible. I would I don't like Van Dam movies, so I would even put him above Van Dam. Really? But, oh,
2: no way. Van Dam could do the splits. Man,
0: Van Dam's stupid. But not much higher than that. I think like I would put like he said Jackie Chan and those guys would be above him. Well, and, I think
1: one uh, thing about Seagal that he he did a little bit different than everybody else's, I think almost all of his shit is R rated. Yeah. Mm. So so he's got that going for him. all right all right well let's get into it so what's your number seven scott all right my number seven is and and i bring this up a lot when we get into these uh late mid late 80s early 90s but the the clothing here seagal he looks fucking ridiculous through about three-quarters of this movie. <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's dressed H. like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is way higher on my list. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the very first scene you see him in, he pulls on that fucking beret, and he looks absolutely goddamn ridiculous. You know everybody really... was walking around that set going, he looks ridiculous, but what are we going to do? Like, He looks like Demolition Man. And, even try, yeah, well, I think the beret actually, like, uh, Stallone makes the beret play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll give you that uh, not, not so much with go and then he's got, yeah, he's got that weird sleeveless pirate vest <laughs> I didn't even think of it as like, <laughs> pirate it but you're right Jeff uh, and you know he's always got to wear something weird in all his movies uh, this is before he started doing the whole Buddha slash Native American thing uh, so he had to do something weird but yeah he just looks weird he's got the braid he's got the vest he's kind of Running around town like a psychopath, wearing all these clothes. And he's got the ponytail. The signature ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. So back when he's back when it was back when it was still probably his real hair. But yeah, I laughed when I saw him put on a bra. I forgot completely about that. (laughs) Yeah. He does it at the end of the movie. Yeah, he puts it back on. Just in case we forgot. Alex.
2: My number seven is that, apparently, Steven Seagal was a real treat to work with on set.
1: <laughs> exactly, that's why nobody <laughs> told him about his shitty beret. <laughs> yeah,
2: everybody loved him. <laughs> or he was just a tremendous dick to everybody. Jeebus H. Reportedly, um, what's her name? Juliana Margulies? Yeah. This was her first movie, and Steven Seagal, like, quote-unquote, handpicked her for, for the role and everything. And then they would run into each other on the lot while she was in ER. And this fucking guy would every once in a while go, Hey, Margalies, why don't you come over here and show me some respect? Just, what? Why don't you come this over here? This guy's like... A, huh. Yeah, with the squinty, the squinty eyes guys. and bullshit. It's like, uh, Jeebus H. This guy's just cartoonishly just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> And that's my number seven. He also uh, broke Willem Forsythe's tooth in the
1: movie. Well, he knocked – well, actually, I'll save that for part of the list. <laughs> All right.
2: And one, la- one last one. Forsythe, who is uh, – they filmed the movie set in New York uh, Bronx, right? Brooklyn, Brooklyn, I think. Brooklyn. And <laughs> when when one of the first scenes he filmed with Forsythe, or he saw it and everything, uh, Stephen Seagal – it's like, hey, you really need to work on your Bur- Brooklyn accent. <laughs> and Forsythe is born and raised in Brooklyn. <laughs> and he tells him, no, trust me, you need to work on
1: your Brooklyn <laughs> accent. <laughs> Has anybody seen and Bobby a t- Lupo?
0: Yeah, and his Italian accent and every other hey, kind geez. of thing hey. wants to going on? There? His uh, Seagull accent's on point, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my number seven, and this is just a little scene that happened kind of early on. And I don't... For me, I think it's it's really happened, but I'm not sure. When he's driving the car slowly, like under the bridge, right before he finds uh, Forsyth for the first time and the car chase happens, there's the hooker that walks up to the car and says, want to fuck? And then he just starts laughing. He's a total psycho in this movie. Yeah. And then yeah. he pulls for a little bit more And then the there's bums right there and he's like, did you hear what she said? <laughs> it felt like that was like really happening Like they just happened to yeah. be rolling while he was driving down the car And that happened <laughs> So maybe he's a brilliant actor, I don't know But I thought it was hilarious Just his reaction and then Just the whole thing that happened I was like, what? Just, that was such a random scene didn't it made me laugh So There it is I have hookers and bums as my uh, <laughs> Does anybody have anything
1: about his driving on their list? I have a
0: little more about the car chase scene. Later. Okay. we we'll talk he, about that, I guess.
1: So, you know how he's a notoriously bad runner? <laughs> yes, but he didn't run in this movie. I know he didn't, but he's also notoriously bad. A little bit. He's he's an even worse movie driver. But you might, what we, you we might get into that.
0: Okay.
1: It's not on my list. Well, what's, but... your,
0: all right, what's your number six?
1: All right. Uh, my number six is... Uh, we, we kind of prefaced this early on, but... I didn't remember that there was, like, a ton of actors in this movie that were, before they hit it big, I guess. Uh, you already mentioned Julianne Margulies. Um, Jerry Orbach is there, basically playing the same character that yeah, he plays yeah. in, <laughs> in Law and Order. Law and Order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Tuco is in it for five seconds. I don't know if you guys caught that from, from Breaking Bad. From Breaking Bad? Yeah.
2: Okay. No, I didn't catch I that. Thought he looked, I thought he looked um, familiar. He actually
1: has a line. Uh, John Leguizamo does, does, doesn't either. even have a line. He's just getting beat up by William Forsythe, and William Forsythe takes his coke. <laughs> and he might have gotten killed afterwards because it just shows uh, Forsythe pointing a gun at him. Uh, Probably. So Forsythe, uh,
2: and th- he had the Forsythe to point
1: his gun. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody mentioned Gina Gershon, uh, and the- Gershon, and, a, and a, <laughs> bunch of, a bunch of, bunch of that we recognize in a ton of movies. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the names. Even I don't know the names.
0: IMDb. I right hear it says MOOC One, MOOC Number Two. Yeah, number like, like the
1: guy with the tats. That guy's been a, a goon in a ton of movies. Uh, the the guy that um, gets thrown over the balcony that breaks into his house. That guy gets. Has been a ton of shit. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I just it, interesting that the, these were some of the first roles for people. Like uh, I did laugh when I saw like Rosamo. I have to double check to see like how f- how many movies he'd made before this, if any. <laughs> All right, so my number, Alex, six. number six.
2: My number six. Spoiler alert! Towards the end of the movie, where uh, what's the girl's name in this? Gino. Yeah. Uh, he gets shot. He gets caught by a stray bullet his Aikido uh, training didn't kick in and he didn't catch it in time. So uh, he's running around as if nothing is wrong. (laughs) And that just really bugged the shit out of me. There was that one point where he's fighting Forsyth and he puts his thumb in the wound, but he barely, like, winces. And
1: that whole fight scene is just him beating the shit out of Forsyth. He must have got shot with 22.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ha! it must have been. Nice one, Scott. I like it. (laughs) No, but I thought this. I said the same thing when it first happened. I'm like, oh, he got shot. Oh, maybe he didn't because he's not reacting to it. And then later on, when he puts the thumb in there, I'm like, oh, he did get shot, but <laughs> it didn't affect yeah, him
2: at all. it Doesn't fucking matter. Then he's talking to his partner and thing. Oh yeah, I just you know I caught one, a little one. It must have hit all gut and none of his vital organs or muscles. <laughs> so
1: I I like that. He must. I wonder if he had any input on that, but because uh, this happens in a lot of his movies, where he's just a fucking tank and he finally confronts the final bad guy, and it's no contest. Uh, you mm-hmm. just get to see how he kicks the shit out of somebody for five minutes. Yeah. But exactly. if I wonder if he was like, okay, there's no way William Forsythe's touching me, but if I happen to get shot in a previous scene, he can kind of hurt me if he pushes his thumb on the thing. I'm cool with that. Like, otherwise, though, he's not going to lay a finger on me.
0: Yeah. By the way, Zama was in Die Hard 2 before this. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at that. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I don't remember that either.
2: Oh, I kind of remember that.
0: He played Burke
2: Yeah, one of the guys One of the bad guys Yeah,
0: Well, the guy who does the Angels and Kings games is in Die Hard too. Do you know that? Patrick O'Neill?
1: That's right
0: (laughs) I think he's the guy that gets killed He's like the one guy that's not in on it When when Tony Uh, Todd or whoever that guy is
1: Who is that guy? I don't know No, it was uh, You're thinking of The Rock
0: Yeah Anyway uh, my number six is, uh, I mentioned the car, right for the car chase when he's driving down that bumpy road, which I don't know what the fuck was just go over one lane where it's not bumpy like that. You jerk. So, <laughs> you just wanted to have a cool chase scene and, and him jumping up and down. And I thought it was pretty lame. I didn't notice the bad driving. So what does he do? Does he move his hands
1: really back and forth? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like, if you've you seen, you've seen bad boys, right? I haven't, actually. What you, what'd you okay, gonna do? Well, we need to do that movie one of these days, but uh, watch watch Martin Lawrence drive in that movie. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, but yes, he's not, he's not driving.
0: <laughs> it's, so why do you think he had to drive on the bumpiest road in Brooklyn?
1: Like you said, Jeff, for dramatic effect. A <laughs> like, is that even a
0: road, or is that like, like parking stalls? That also, are close, like,
1: I... the, they had to go through like three or four cars. This is, yeah, this I know. Is no way that wouldn't fucking wreck a car. <laughs> oh, Every
0: single time, your suspension's done. <laughs> Think generally lasted longer than that fucking thing. Wouldn't that shit? <laughs> um, I ain't
1: know why. I ain't know why these guys are getting <laughs> out of it this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, number five. All right. Uh, we Alex mentioned it a minute ago, but his name his name is Gino Fellino. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's, that's I didn't
0: know his last name was Foligno. Yeah, his
1: name is Gino Foligno. So that's that's all I have to say about that. That's my number five. <laughs> Shit. His name is Gino Foligno. <laughs> no, I mean it makes it just rolls off. I guess, off the I guess it makes sense that he turns into total badass because he probably got like in so many fights as a kid because of his name. But, uh, I thought Don
0: Vito Rio was bad. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was pretty good. I, I've, I, uh, yeah. They, I got more to say about that in a second though. The, <laughs> the Italian <Okay>. stuff. <laughs> That's my number five. All right, Alex.
2: My number five is uh, again back to where he got sh- got shot, and after that whole fight, and uh, one of the other cops walks in, one of his buddies, and he just takes his gun and shoots the corpse of uh, Richie. And he's like, oh, and that's his excuse for, uh, oh, yeah, you know, you saved my life. Thank you. You know, take the credit for, you know, arresting him and whatnot, blah, blah, this and that. No, 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 no. That was,
1: that was his mafia buddy.
2: Who was his mafia buddy? That wasn't the cop? That was partner? not a cop.
0: Yeah, that was the mob.
2: Oh, well, this is still my number four. Either way, it was weird. Yeah. He basically yeah. went
1: around the whole movie telling everybody he was going to kill the guy. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I'll just say somebody else did." it. Mm-hmm. In a way, though, he was doing his friend a favor.
2: Right, but nobody's going to notice the fucking corkscrew sticking out of his forehead.
1: <laughs> I thought the same thing.
2: It's like, wait, did you shoot him and then put this cor- <laughs> corkscrew into his face? Well, no, or... they wouldn't have what they wouldn't known
1: it was him because there was like no snap limbs. <laughs> Although well, he true. did kick that one guy so hard that his chest caved in, basically.
0: Hey, going back on the guy shooting him, I thought it was A, so that you know, let's let the mob take the credit so they'll be alright, but then also just he doesn't have, there's much paperwork, because cops killing people is bad. Also, I mean, not in these movies. Also, if there's one
1: thing that cops hate in the, the 80s and 90s, it's paperwork. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um,
0: alright. Is it mine now? Yes. Yes. Uh, Number five. William forsyth, forsyth was terrible. I, I Maybe I, because I started to zone out toward the end of this movie. Did they ever explain what his motives were?
2: The end of the
1: movie, they they kind of say that like he was a lot of it was drugs, but okay, and and then he was mad at the other guy because he was sleeping with the same girl that he was or his girlfriend or something. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, they did. Right, they the did, cop. and
1: he was a, and it was a dirty. Yeah, but cop. they didn't really explain why he went on like a suicide run.
0: Yeah, like, I understand, okay, killing the Bobby or whatever that cop was, but they had it shooting that lady who just got mad at him because yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> the way that his car was, and just, yeah, just killing everything that moved. I was like, I didn't understand we, it. I just thought he was
1: Well, like, I didn't understand, understand that, over the and top. the thing that even made less sense to me is, like, why everybody was on board with it that was following him around. Like, sure, this yeah. guy's a psychopath He's going to die before the night's over. But yeah, let's go hang out with him. Like, that didn't make any sense to me.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Every once in a while, like one of his one of his goons would like chime in and be like, "Why'd you do that?" But otherwise, yeah.
2: And then that goon would get killed. Like, like when they're
1: doing the uh, the chase scene in the car, he threatens to shoot the guy in the head that's that's driving. It's like, why would that guy stick around? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knows the money's. He knows good. all the cops are after him. He knows the mobs after him. Like why? And he knows like he's probably going to kill him. So why would you hang around?
0: Yeah, I thought maybe I was gonna—I missed something. Like, oh, I like at the end, like he had tons of money. If they just would have finished this night out, because he says something like a- after he shoots, by, this would be one hell of
1: a day or something. Yeah, at the I beginning, just... yeah, he shows them all the money, mm-hmm. but
0: but yeah, so
2: cocaine's a hell of drug.
0: So what other movies is crack? he in besides The Rock? Because that's the only other movie I know him from. So I think he was in yeah. Virtuosity. Okay, I don't think I've seen that. Or a long time ago. Uh he was
2: I know it was in that uh Martin Lawrence movie where Martin Lawrence pretends to be a cop.
0: Blue streak? Blue something. I thought that was bad boys. I guess they are cops, right? <laughs> I've never seen it, so I would. No. Um
1: he was in uh Things to do in Denver When You Die, which is actually pretty good.
0: Okay,
2: yeah. Did a couple of guest spots in Hawaii Five O.
1: <laughs> there you go. So
0: Alright. Uh Scott number four. So apparently he's not in anything I've seen except those two movies <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh my number four is the Italian stereotyping is hilarious in this movie. Jesus you've got H. uh <laughs> you've got Steven Seagal doing what he thinks is a Brooklyn Italian accent. And he's always talking like this A hey. And every t- it's so fucking hysterical. Every time he pulls somebody aside that's not like a bad guy who's limiting he's snapping there's some heart to heart conversation about somebody from the old neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And the movie actually starts with the with that fucking quote from uh yeah. from Arthur Miller. <laughs> like this is some serious movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, you got that, you got all the mobs what? running mobsters running around. Like what what was his name, Jeff? Don something? It's Don Vito. Aroni or something.
0: It's like they (laughs) just took the Godfather and just added like Aroni to the end or Rio
1: or whatever it was. It's hilarious too that he's a cop. In the beginning, he's like, "Oh, you know, you honor me by seeing me, whatever. I have much nothing but love and respect for you." And then later in the movie, he's like, "I don't like you. (laughs) You're a piece of shit." Yeah. So it's it's weird. Yeah, keeps I was cracking every time like (laughs) these these stories about all the people from the old neighborhood. They go nowhere, by the way. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Ugh. All right, Alex. My number four is part of that Italian gang that goes to the bar where Richie's brother is uh, holed up and his nose is all broken because it was after that big awesome fight. And uh, the Italian uh, mobsters show up and they're like, where's your brother? brother? She's like, I don't know. And then they say, here – uh, they told, like, their enforcer, take care of him, and this guy must have been, like, 70
1: years old. Yeah.
2: Real. It's like the older, the oldest enforcer, Italian enforcer in the world. It's like, what? And all he does is grab his nose and shove him back and forth a little bit. And then he had to take a nap. He's tired.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's like uh, at the end of... Uh, huge spoilers. The end of Casino, uh, when everybody gets whacked, it's a bunch of old dudes doing it all. Yeah. It's it's how it works in the mob. The old guys don't give a fuck anymore, so they... That's who you send.
0: I mean, being a made man is kind of like being sworn into the Night's Watch. It's for life.
1: Por vida.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, my number four is pretty much what Alex said, except only part of it. I just thought his Italian, whatever, any Italian stuff he was doing, I thought was terrible. Him... The accent and him doing... all Like, trying to be fucking... Like, he thought he was in The Godfather, but he's not. And and then, yeah, his little heart-to-hearts with everybody. Just that bugged the shit out of me. So, you covered it pretty well.
1: That's my number four. So, you're number three. Right, my number three is that... uh, This is an exemplary 80s movie, even though it came out in 91. (laughs) Um, Yep. Case in point, like... You know, it's okay for a cop to go around playing by his own rules, as long as it's like, you know, for a good reason. (laughs) Even though it wasn't really that good of a reason in this case. Uh, But the most hilarious part was that that whole trope about how the justice system doesn't work in all these movies. And they always say something like, oh, they'll be out in the streets tomorrow. Uh, But when he goes to talk to the Don for the first time, he's like, ah, you or you guys, if you catch him, what, he's going to get seven to ten years, Maybe. And then uh, Se- Seagal says, if we're lucky. Like, no. No, you <laughs> fucking killed a guy in the street in broad daylight. You shot a woman in the head in broad daylight. They went to your little hideout, which they would eventually. They'd find all the drugs and contraband. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to go away for a little longer than ten years. <laughs> right, and Bobby yeah, was a cop, el- too. Right? <laughs> it was a cop. Like, you kill a cop yeah, in so. broad daylight. There was a million <laughs> <laughs> witnesses. Like, And then you shot the other lady. Eleven years. Like, Good behavior. So... And then plus probably they brought him on other things, like drug charges. He was going to go away for life. <laughs> There's no way he's just going to walk tomorrow. Death penalty. So that, that's oh, I, I, yeah. I could see a mobster
0: saying that. A mobster really wants to kill him, though, right? I could see the
1: guy saying that. Yeah, but Seagal then says, if we're lucky. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Skull's part doesn't make <laughs> yeah. sure. sense. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. Because, yeah. you know, the justice system did not work before 2000, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my, that's what <laughs> didn't. Alright,
2: Alex. My number three, and you touched upon this a little bit, but that fucking gi that he's wearing right off the bat. (laughs) It's like, what? He's in his home, it's like, what the shit is that? Then it hit me. It's the same gi that Mac is wearing uh, as the Nightman. (laughs) (laughs) Woo It's the same fucking thing. I was cackling (laughs) the whole time he was wearing that shit. Jeebus H.
0: Did you see today? He got voted some award on Twitter. It was like um, I forgot his name, but it has his real name. It, oh, I voted some, some something like really like prestigious, and then uh, D, his wife, right, responds like "barf." <laughs> <cracked me> <laughs> and then of course the fans started chiming in, like "shut up, bird," and stuff like that. It was pretty. <laughs> yeah, his outfit's terrible.
2: Fucking awful. <laughs>
0: Alright. My number three, and while it's not good, I did appreciate the mafia stuff in this because I wasn't expecting it in an eighties, early nineties action film. So it was a little different. It made it different than most of the ones that I remember from as a kid. So I did like that aspect of it's the renegade cop and the mob after the same guy. And I just found that int- it kept me a little more interested in the movie because I, like I said, I remember this. I thought it was just a typical thing. It made a little different. It wasn't executed very well, <laughs> yeah. but it. I did like that. It was something different. I don't remember that in another another in movies. I'm sure it is. And I just can't think of it. But
1: yeah, it, it was cool. I agree. And it, and as you said, it went nowhere. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I did I but did like still... the uh, that one fat mobster that's kind of around every time, and he has one line at the end where he's like. This is bad. <laughs> Maybe he laughed for some reason. Guy looked like a total mook. Huh. Yeah.
0: I just know that you know you fucked up when the mob and all the cops are out to get yeah, you. Yeah. So I just kind of yeah. like that, that thing.
1: Uh, all right, Scott, number two. Well, number two is, and this touches a little bit about what you just said about how the mob and the police are after him. And probably half the movie is just scenes of them trying to rattle cages or asking people questions or uh Sakal <laughs> being a fucking psychopath and just beating people up or throwing them in jail. And it all goes nowhere. It, plot-wise, none of it fucking matters. In the end, it's just yeah. that stupid kid that he bought the water from that just caught him on the phone. That's all it came down to. Nothing else mattered. You could have jumped from the part where he killed him to the part when the kid dropped the dime. And that's it. And that is horrible fucking writing. And that stuck <laughs> out for me, so that's my number two.
0: Well, okay, I'm trying to think now. Didn't, like, the waitress with the Roxanne and all that, didn't that help him put together the pieces that Bobby was cheating so, on his so wife? So
1: it, and... it helps you understand why Forsyth's character did it, but it doesn't move the plot okay. along at all. all
2: right.
1: Like, it doesn't help Fair him enough. catch it. Like, he wouldn't know where to go. All he knows is the kid called him. Like, that's the only thing he knows.
0: Well, he was nice to the guy early in the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean... They did set it up. I'll give him <laughs> give him credit for that much. They did set the, set it up where he was like, "Hey, tell me," and uh, you know, drop a dime. Literally, drop a dime. And that's what the kid does. Yeah. All right, Alex. My number
2: two is just when I thought that gee couldn't get any stupider, he rolls out of the car and puts on that fucking beret. <laughs>
0: Jeebus, H. Was it a raspberry I, beret? I, yeah. He bought it in a second-hand <laughs> I store. I laugh. laughed.
2: I was laughing so hard. I don't think I stopped until the end of the movie.
0: <laughs> it was pretty terrible really laugh. It's like I got like this is uh is it Demolition Man or um the cops or the, Predator? No, uh Fifth Element. Those dudes wore those stupid berets yeah. and that thing too. Those were less stupid though. Oh uh, yeah. I know. They are, but
2: Oh no, in Predator, one of those one of those guys was supposed to wear a red beret, but he decided that the actor decided against it because it wasn't unrealistic. But it, because it was unrealistic.
0: He was fighting an invisible alien, but that's alright.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> in, in the interviews on the special edition, he said, Yeah, I probably should have worn it just to make my character stand out a bit because everybody had a thing. And his would have been the Red Beret.
0: Jesse the Body of Ventura was hand holding a minigun.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the cha. And he, and he had and the, the Aussie hat.
0: Because it was goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Alright, my number two was uh, a song by the Beastie Boys, (laughs) No Sleep Till Brooklyn. (laughs)
1: No, I was... uh, uh, Go ahead, Jeff, sorry.
0: I was going to say that, just kind of, I was... I really didn't want to watch this movie, and I was like, and then that song dropped. I got a little more excited. You don't hear many Beastie Boys songs in movies, so... Yeah. Especially something old school, like From License to Ill, so... There it is. Uh Beastie Boys.
1: I mean, I can't even think of another movie except for Star Trek.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So so I know you you mentioned that ahead of time, Jeff. So mm-hmm. I was keeping an air out for it. And then I laughed because like the song after that was so fucking terrible. Like when they go into the club or whatever. Or no, no, when he's he's got the montage. Like and this Oh yeah. The song was just it's like It's like a rap song. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was god awful. It was that weird, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of rap. It was like that rap pop. It was before gangster yeah. rap, basically. It started taking Yeah, it...
0: I mean, it's like Beastie Boys is a rap song. Yeah, so but it or... was, like, in
1: that but, weird yeah. spot where it was just it was just terrible. It was awful. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's... No, I'm glad you mentioned that because I heard it too. And I'm like, oh, I think this is a song I should probably know, but I don't. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but yeah. this kind of sucks. So well,
1: there's a reason why I don't know it. All right, uh, what's your number one? So, my number, my number one is the bar fight. Yeah. Uh, mine too. Yeah. Mine too. Best part. Yeah, of the movie. that's. I think that's why I really wanted to watch this again. <laughs> it's just for that scene. <laughs> uh, it's so again. He's just a fucking psychopath, and he goes in there and starts breaking up the place.
2: Uh, well, he got to act like you know himself. Yeah, that's true.
1: But yeah, just <laughs> just just, just all kinds of different mayhem going on in this. Like before the fight, during the fight, after the fight. Uh yeah, there's some there's some great eye violence here. There's also um uh Sticks. That's actually uh that's Dan uh Anas I can never pronounce it right. Anasanto? Uh he's like a like very famous like martial arts guy, instructor. Um Yeah. So I didn't realize that was him until I looked up in the credits. Um but yeah, it's hilarious that there's this random Asian dude <laughs> hanging out with all these eye ties. <laughs> Uh, it sticks. Yeah, and, the, and then and then that other guy with the tats and the mullet, like that guy's way out of place too. I don't the fuck that guy's doing there.
2: Yeah, a biker in a well, yeah. Although place. I think
1: I think yeah. there was some 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 kind of sexual overtones there. Like when he's he's rubbing the shoulder, the guy gets his nose broken. <laughs> that was a very sensitive thing for a guy like that to do. That's true. Uh, but anyways, yeah, just. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys talk a little bit more about this, but my favorite part being the and uh, in, in almost any movie really, as, as a improvised weapon, the uh, pool ball in the towel.
2: Oh,
0: so cool!
1: Uh, all the the crunching and he knocks the guy's teeth. That's so good.
0: Yeah, that was nasty. Oh, oh. so
1: so yeah, yeah the the awesome. and then um, finally uh, from that that scene, <laughs> the whole thing starts when the guy gets in his face and he shoves him into the phone booth. Yeah. And then it ends with them shoving him <laughs> back in the phone booth. That, yeah, that was my favorite that part. That was inspired. <laughs> like, hey, wait a minute, man. <laughs> yeah, that that was a little in bit there. of brilliance in, in what was otherwise fairly shitty movie. But uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right,
0: see, they wrote that, Scott. Maybe they just put all the writing into the choreography yeah, of yeah. The, <laughs> <ballroom
1: fight scene.
2: laughs> the bar fight. The
0: bar fight. Everything you said, I, I did like. I was going to say, you just the, pushing the guy back in the phone booth. Um, I, I looked at the chat last night he didn't seem to, I guess he did break limbs I rewatched it but now like I remember him doing where like the elbow like completely goes the other way did that
1: happen or I just miss it
0: like
2: it, no I didn't see he any did of some, those either. some yeah. limb
1: snapping but they didn't do that that thing where they like do the close up and then like he just completely the drapes it over his shoulder like that thing yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think he ever did one of those
0: because that's one of the things, like, I'm pretty desensitized to gore and blood and like that. But when it comes to limbs, like, I can't watch a Joe Theismann leg injury or anything like that. <laughs> or that basketball kid who hurt his college the other few years ago. Like, I can't watch the limbs snap or break. That is heebie-jeebie. So I was I was kind of waiting to see it, just to see if it held up. But, but I didn't really see anything. So I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't as bad as I remembered. Or just this movie doesn't have him like it does in Hard to Kill or other movies. But yeah, that, that fight's awesome. My only thing is, as with most of these movies, they all come at them one at a time. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what are you going to do? Anything to add, Alex? Nope. That's it. All right. Firefight. Uh Before we give out our, our ratings, I just want to give a shout out to a special guest, Matt. Uh, we were chatting about this in our little group chat, and he was—he hadn't even seen this movie in forever, and he was naming everything. And apparently, him and his grandma used to watch this movie together all the time. So, I thought was pretty hilarious and deserved a shout out that someone would watch this with their grandma. He said all the Seagal movies actually. So, thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Scott, go ahead and rate this thing.
1: Okay, so. <laughs> fight scenes are still fun basically when he's murdering people it's fun uh, some some of him a just being a, a psychopath and just being a weirdo with the Italian accent is fun for a little while um, and then like I said to, to start the whole thing it's upper echelon of Seagal movies for me so all that said give this a very low four okay Alex. Uh
2: if I rewatch this movie it's just going to be like for the highlights and the fights. So I'll give it a 3.
0: Okay. And I'm going to give us a low 4 as well. Higher than I thought I would when I went into this. Um this is maybe not my favorite Seagal movie. I'd probably like Under Siege more, but I haven't seen that in like 15 years, so maybe if I rewatch it I would say different i mean there are boobies and under siege so that automatically
1: out, but, <laughs> that's uh, an automatic yeah. point <laughs> and gary bucey not so it's, it's yeah. an automatic two points hail yeah. uh,
0: and uh and if you count Busey's teeth, four points <laughs> uh, but no there's has the beastie boys music and i like the twist on like a classic 80s action movie with the mob stuff and so yeah, I'll give it a low four. I'd be, re- I would actually would rewatch this again. I wouldn't go out and buy the DVD or anything, but I, if it was on, I would probably watch it. So four for me. All right.
2: Well, it was like a combo, four movies in one, like of all of Segal's like great. Movies.
0: Oh, if it was under fifteen dollars, then yes.
1: <laughs> on VHS. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so I don't know if I told you, I bought after we did Conan the other day. I don't own it on Blu-ray, so I bought it and uh, it came with Destroyer. (laughs) It was like... uh,
2: Is that your new coaster now? It was
0: like $10 Blu-ray with all the special features that we love, and it came with Destroyer, which I've never seen. So one of these days, I'm going to open that. I wonder if Destroyer has
1: commentary from anybody worth listening to. Probably not. I hope
2: Grace Jones is
0: on it. I'll let you know. I'll look into it when I unpack it after I move. If if Mako
1: did commentary, that'd be fucking awesome. (laughs)
0: Dude. All right, so what's the crossover this week, guys? Or Alex? Scott uh, it's shit? <laughs> you should have chimed in. I was
1: I was busy, man. <laughs> I was working the whole weekend. I didn't have time. Uh, the top five ponytails. That's that's an actual <laughs> list that we're doing. Our top five ponytails. Now, Do we specify, like in movies men? or just in pop culture, just period? Just
0: well, ponytails period. period. All right. Did you limit it to men? Because I did. Because otherwise.
1: It would be a totally different yeah, list. Yeah, they're not so I didn't, ridiculous. I, I, my list happens to be all men, but I wasn't excluding them. Okay. Necessarily.
0: Yeah. Because ponytails can be hot, obviously. So there was, that's a whole. Well, different Well, I was list, trying to but... come up
1: with like mm-hmm. maybe maybe this is on one of Alice maybe one of Alice's, but I I couldn't remember any specific movies where like people have like really long braids and have like knives and shit at the end of it. <laughs> but anyways. What about stabbing? Uh,
2: well there was. Uh, I think it was a Bruce Lee movie that had I, his sister the, the, had
1: the there's, there's probably like a ton of martial arts movies where that's a thing but yeah. I couldn't remember a specific ones. Yeah, yeah. so um,
0: didn't Jackie Chan in the, that cow, that western movie with Owen Wilson like beat people up with his braids or something maybe the Owen Wilson yeah yeah crap fest yeah mm-hmm. Shanghai Nights that wasn't a ponytail Shanghai Shanghai, Shanghai, no. noon. Shanghai Nights all right. Well, kick kick us off here. Skip. All right.
1: So my number five is because I don't know the character's name, um, the Apple Douche from Goodwill from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Goodwill yes. Hunting. Apple Douche. Wow. Uh, so the uh, the guy that tries to make Ben Affleck's character look bad um, because they're in a Harvard bar, and uh, Goodwill comes up and smokes the guy, drops some knowledge on him. And the guy just has, like, total, like, preppy, douchey ponytail. And uh, and then the the famous, do you like them apples line? Same guy. So that's my number five.
0: (laughs) All right. (laughs) I never would have thought of that. Alex.
1: Mine is uh,
2: Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Okay.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
2: Of course, it's. Total alpha douchebag would have just a tiny little French ponytail. <laughs> what a dick!
0: Hey, mm. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to. just thought of a ponytail, but it's not really a ponytail. It's more like a rat tail. Do the rat tails count. Depends. Sure. No, because I want to put Anakin Skywalker on here, but I won't. Yeah. Stupid haircut. <laughs> okay, uh, my number five. And I don't know his name. It's one of the storms in Big Trouble in Little China. The guy's got a big, long ponytail, oh, yeah.
2: doesn't
1: he? Yeah, I forget which one it is. Rain, uh, maybe?
2: Uh, rain, I think it was Rain. Yeah. Because he has huge, luxurious, like, Vidal Sassoon long yeah. hair.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so that was one of the first ones that I thought of when I thought of long ponytails.
1: That one's pretty solid.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. Scott.
1: Yeah, this is, there's a lot of awesome, like, Ponytails in the those kung fu movies, but anyways, uh, my number four, um, I you know, I tried to keep this to like either somebody being a douche or plot related or it just really made the character. But for my number four, I just went with Legolas. His 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 hair is glorious. That's it. He has a ponytail. I'm I'm trying to remember now. He's got his hair pulled back. All
0: right. Fair enough. No, I can't picture him now. I just I know he has long blonde hair, but I don't know if it was... <laughs> Alright.
2: I'll, I'll allow it.
0: He's kind of a douche.
2: It, it's got that thing where it's draped <laughs> down, down but the top of yeah. his head. It's yeah, not his like... Yeah, it's not kind, kind of, of sticking up like that at the top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: He's like the fifth hairstyle you can select in almost any RPG <laughs> game when you're creating your character. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. For female characters. Hair. Whoa. <laughs> oh hairstyle number five for legolas um all right uh my number four uh <laughs> i can't believe this has come up twice in the past five podcasts but uh sean connery and medicine man i
1: thought about that one i almost <laughs> i almost made my list that's a good one jeff
0: <laughs> i don't know how medicine man keeps coming up but yeah
1: mm-hmm. he, he, he would have cured cancer
0: better he would have had his hair shorter wouldn't have covered his eyes and he lost the cure to cancel <laughs>
2: I found <laughs> I had a great ponytail and I lost it I found it. the
1: hairstyle for the 21st century and I lost it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah alright Scott number
1: three number three hey or, or Alex I didn't do my number four what do you number what? four yeah oh I skipped you my there. number okay
2: yeah uh, Tim Robbins for High Fidelity yeah,
1: that's my number three
2: <laughs> get that patchouli stink out of my store <laughs> Uh, when he gets douche. clocked
1: with the telephone, <laughs> fucking telephone, which, which is about as hard as I've ever laughed in a movie. So I did not <laughs> see that coming. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that. Spoiler alert! I've yeah. never seen What's the movie.
2: Fucking Ian guy. So that's
1: my number three. I tried not to. So basically everything Alex said. Uh, I tried not to make this list all people that are even douchier because they have a Tony, ponytail. I, but, no, uh, I did. Yeah, so Tim Robbins is my number three. Okay. So then now, Alex, your number three.
2: My number three is Eddie Murphy, Coming to America.
0: Oh, crap. That's a good one.
2: <laughs> He's like, I want a real American haircut. <laughs> Respectable haircut. Snip. There you go. That'll be $15.
1: Dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's good. Um, yeah, you guys are making my list look like, bad, because I was just I was struggling to think of uh, once. So this... <laughs> What I have is not a douchey guy, but just Val Kilmer had a ponytail and he Yeah, I
2: thought about that one, too. So, oh, we yeah. thought about that one, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: So there it is. Mine is like, Oops. my list is people I remembered who had ponytails in movies. <laughs> <laughs> and Val Kilmer had one. So that's my number three. He
2: had, he had to walk away from everything. Do you think he walked away from the ponytail after he drove
0: off? Yeah, I think so. Probably. As soon as that cop let him go by and the traffic stop, he just... Yep, went to Fantastic Sam's, got it taken care of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, number two. Okay, number two is uh, Brian James from Tango and Cash. Rakeen, uh, the yeah. uh Jack Palance's right-hand goon. <laughs> and he has a a weird Cockney accent for some reason, and he keeps calling ja- oh, yeah, Jack out Pal- the nice view the and then, uh, and then this one specifically though, because they actually point out his ponytail when uh, Stallone says, "Shame, shame! Don't you know ponytails are out this season?" <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird. He's got that '80s thing going on with the. He's got like the this yeah jacket. yeah he's got the suit going and the suit jacket with no dress shirt and uh, and he shows up with a friend at the end just so he can have like a kung fu fight with Stallone for no reason. Uh, but yes. Uh, Brian James, the great Brian James. <laughs> Alright, Alex.
2: My number two is Danny DeVito, Vincent and Ooh, Twins. Mm,
0: that might make my number one now. Ah, oh, so good.
2: <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> He's running down the sidewalk, pulling his ponytail back, shaving at the same time, scoping out girls.
1: <laughs> tonight is your night, bro. Hey, tonight is your
2: night, bro. That's good. Doing, doing a couple push-ups. It'll make him look better to his mom the next day.
0: Yep. Uh, Jeebus. All right. My number two, I don't know the character's name, but he he Scott kind of already described it the same way. He wore his jacket with a t-shirt underneath He'd be the bad guy in Kindergarten college.
1: Oh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that's good. You mean Genghis yeah, Genghis Khan? Khan. <laughs>
0: Wait, No. The dad in
1: kindergarten Cop. No, yeah, no. The guy yeah. played Genghis Khan in a movie There's that never got un-
0: <laughs> Oh. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the other dude from Die Hard and everything. Okay, <laughs> never mind. No, no. Because he think he has a ponytail in some movies, too. He could count, but yeah. And I'm pretty sure we saw that guy at one of your birthdays at Loffler's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was it like Crisp?
1: I don't,
0: I don't know, but.
2: Brian Bosworth, the boss. Um, no, that's another guy.
1: Stone Cold.
0: Alright, Scott, what's your number one?
1: Okay, so my number one is a combo. Uh, it's Brad Pitt uh, and David Morse from 12 Monkeys. Because it, it's actually an oh, integral shit. part of the plot. They think yeah. You'd think it's Brad Pitt the whole time because he's got the long hair and the ponytail. Uh, so... Keep having the flashback, So I don't know. uh, Spoilers if anybody hasn't seen 12 Monkeys, but the ponytail is important. (laughs) So that's my number one. That's good. Nice. Alex.
2: I tried not to, but just Steven Seagal in every fucking movie. Just all of them. Does he not have a ponytail in in any movie? He's got one in every one, right?
0: Uh, The ones I've seen.
2: Yeah, Jeebus.
0: Yeah, that's my number one as well, too. I couldn't avoid it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I had the same thing. Seagal in every movie.
1: It's <laughs> it's hard for me sometimes to... So so I make it a point to not have something from our previous list. But it was really yeah, hard this hard. time to leave Seagal out. <laughs> really hard. Yeah. So I don't blame you guys.
0: That's why I almost replaced mine with Se- uh, with Danny DeVito. That was a good one. But I can't. Seagal wins just on quantity of movies with ponytails. <laughs> All right. anything else before we move on alright nope. it's time for Alex Knows Sports
2: well we got some feedback
0: oh it's time for Alex has feedback
2: yeah good old William feedback. Grimwood pulls through well he's got good, his top good, 5
1: ponytails. good Will Grimwood
2: well he hasn't seen out for justice Will you're lost <laughs> you're, in for, you're in for a treat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we haven't spoiled it for you already I don't know how uh, it's possible. His top five, top five ponytails are uh, Ian from High Fidelity. Uh-huh. He says, oh, Clark from Goodwill Hunting. And I forgot, Jane Silent Bob Strike
0: Back. Oh, yeah, your prices roll. That's right.
2: <laughs> no, not this time, Will. See, I know more than you now. <laughs> and he gets a fucking shot. <laughs> that was gold. Uh, oh. wait, wait,
0: Jason Mew should have a pony. Does he get one?
2: I don't think he has a... He doesn't have a ponytail. I think Silent Bob does.
0: I think Jay has... Mew's... I think in Clerks he has a ponytail. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead.
2: Uh, number three, Antonio Banderas.
1: Uh, that's Desperado. honorable mention for me. Uh, I would say that, good. but they like make a point to have him like shake it out a couple times. <laughs> but that one's good.
2: Is... It's number two Lara Croft, early Laura and then the okay. uh, and Angelina and Jolie. Pretty. That's an iconic. solid. Tale. Iconic. I like it. Ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. As much as their triangle polygon boobs are, for Ponytail's number two. <sighs> and his number one is Janie Briggs from Not Another Teen Movie. Who <laughs> ponytail is the only one on the list that actually possessed. And ability. The ability to make a hot girl unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> I really have to watch that movie again. Yeah, Chris. Chris Evans. Evans uh,
1: Duly Hills in it, I think. Again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who who's Those uh, movies are all pretty who's, bad who's though. The damn it, can't remember her name.
2: Jam from Detroit Rock City. That kid. Yeah. I forget his name, but
0: Hey, did Val Kilmer and Willow have a ponytail? Maybe at points? Okay.
2: I don't remember now. It might have been like a Legolas thing.
0: Okay. Fair enough. All right, anything else?
2: Nope. Thanks, William. Thanks,
0: William. Awesome. Alex knows sports.
2: I'm Alex and I like sports. So... Is it this uh, this time I got a question for you guys. Is it a rule that when a fight starts in baseball and this do do both dugouts have to come out? Like it's a thing?
0: <laughs> Unwritten rule. Happens role. in every
2: every movie, every fight I see on ESPN for a ball game. And this one was mean. It, it was what this just happened recently where it was an intentional bean.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was the Tigers and Yankees. It,
2: he didn't tip his cap, so I know it was intentional. <laughs>
0: It's, I mean, it's numbers thing, right? I mean, that one bench clears, you have to go help your buddies out.
1: Yeah, that 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 brawl was especially brutal because a punch yeah. was actually thrown. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: baseball. Yeah, it is right.
1: hilarious to see guys come sprinting out of the uh, the bullpen when not I know. all the
0: next to the bad guy
1: when when all the and then just when, stop, yeah yeah oh. not all those guys are in the. Uh, they usually don't have to do a lot of running. <laughs> but it's, the best is like that guy that really wants to get on it from the bullpen and you just fucking sprints all the way across the field. Yeah.
0: No, I just like it that they're running next to each other the whole time. and they want, If you guys wanted to fight, just fight over there.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah, just get in the other bullpen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, there's it, no written rule, but it's you know unwritten rule. And if you don't join the fight, your teammates will look down at you, right? Right? You didn't join in, even if you don't do anything. Like that was a huge ordeal with the uh, Angels and Mo Vaughn back in the day, where uh, he didn't join in this big altercation between the Angels and the uh, Astros. Was then, he in the
2: bathroom? That's not his fault.
0: No, he was just he was the big money guy, and he just didn't want to go out there and do it, and then the team kind of revolted against him and the coach because the coach played him It just kept playing him and they said no he's not a part of this team it was a huge ordeal so that's kind of why they do it even if you don't I mean I've been I play hockey in fights and that happens all the time and sometimes well your teammates do something really stupid and he deserves to get beat up (laughs) but you still gotta get in there and
1: just
0: grab a guy just say I know it's dumb just don't you jump in and beat up on him too like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kinda I, think, I think it, it happens but...
1: on all levels, Jeff. Like even even yeah. like you as a huge Kings fan, like like you just said, I'm I'm sure it happens occasionally. Like some guy in the Kings does something that sh- he should get his ass beat, but you expect everybody else to like get out there. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's a numbers thing. You don't want your teammate getting jumped by multiple guys. So if their bench goes, you got to go. Here's our personal story. Uh, my brother and I, uh, Brian, who's been on this podcast many times, we play hockey together and. Guys on our team got into a fight, but the fight happened to be right next to the opposing uh, team's bench. So guys on their bench were just – it was more than just five on five. It was almost like it was ten on five. <laughs> and you you can't leave the bench in hockey. Like you can leave the dugout in baseball, but hockey, which is known as like this brutal sport, like if you leave the bench during a fight, you're you are gone. You get like a ten-game suspension easily and more. And that started happening so – all of a sudden, I just heard someone behind me go, let's get him. <laughs> and so we jumped <laughs> off the bench, started fighting, fight broke up. And yeah, yeah, we all got in trouble. But <laughs> it, it was because our teammates were getting outnumbered, right? So it was worth the suspension. And, and by the way, the person who said let's get him was my brother, yeah. right? <laughs> and, <then, laughs> so, and it was like one of our teammates didn't join and we kind of, you know, just start talking shit on him and stuff. Like, what the fuck,
1: man? At least go over there and grab somebody. You don't have to, like, fight. Just grab somebody. So, so, so just to add on to your story, Jeff, uh, I don't know if it was the last time I saw you guys play hockey, but it's the last time I remember um, watching you guys play, and you and Brian were in the penalty box at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just hilarious, because it's not like you guys have a full mm-hmm. hockey roster out there. <laughs> no, That's A significant portion of your team is... Is depleted when two guys are in the, the box.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we don't fight often. Usually, it's because we're bigger guys too, so we just get penalties for stupid shit just for being big.
1: But how?
0: How? Yeah, sometimes we do stupid. I, I
1: know. Shit. I know. Brian's gone in a few <laughs> in a few fights. How often has this happened to you? Chief? Yeah, probably not often. Not
0: not many. It's just a few times. As far as like a one on one like really fight, it's happened just a handful of times. And usually the fights get broken up quicker than you can actually. Somebody, fall- Somebody falls couple. down and that's it. Yeah, or no, just people jump in, the refs jump in. I actually, in one fight, got hurt more by the referee breaking up the fight than I did <laughs> like fighting the guy. Like we were squaring off the fight, and the ref just like, just boarded me basically. Like, if it was a game, he would have got a five minute major for boarding. <laughs> he just took me into the boards like what the. And he was actually a former teammate of mine, and he, like, apologized forever. I got to play pickup hockey free for a while because he <laughs> felt so bad. But uh, anyway, we're derailing here. So, yes, Alex.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, they so yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's baseball is all about these unwritten rules, and that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. Sign for NM News. Yeah. 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 Uh, Light News week for me. Uh, I just want to talk quickly about uh, – a new arnie trailer that dropped yeah yeah, yeah, yeah Kimmy yeah. winter so <laughs> it's me Yeah. so i <laughs> i, so I got to say i'm i'm a little intrigued uh, i'm yes. not i'm not necessarily on board with the whole documentary style thing because i think that's been yeah. way overdone at this point in all walks of pop culture but but not many movies Not though. many movies but I'm, I'm i it's one of those, like it's funny, like all the things I should be burnt on out or burnt out on that I'm not. Like that's like the one thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's a movie by a bunch of assassins trying to kill Arnie <laughs> and him quoting his old movies. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what do you guys know? What it's rated? Awesome. Because <laughs> if yeah. it's rated R, I'm totally on board. This thing's PG-13. Uh, it could go either way. What's we'll it see. called? Waiting for Gunther? Killing, Gunther?
2: Killing Gunther. Killing Gunther. Killing <laughs> Gunther. Waiting <Yeah>. for Gunther? <laughs> Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's, it's
1: got the uh, the the best friend from New Girl. That's one of the assassins. I can't remember her name. Hannah Simone. Just Colby Smolder. Oh, oh yeah. That from... That from the... Yeah, she's Mar- Maria is? Hill. Yeah. She's uh, Sam Jackson's uh, right hand. Uh, right.
2: Uh, Red right hand know. woman.
0: And How I Met Your Mother. Rated R for violence, language, and some sexual All right.
1: material. Oh, yeah. I'm on board. Uh, so, yeah, just a lot of violence, a lot of weird stuff going on. Uh, a couple of SNL cast members, or at least former cast members, are. Yeah. The dude
2: that does Trunk Uncle.
1: (laughs) Bobby Bobby Moynihan. My favorite. I can't can't remember the other guy. The other guy's going to be My favorite. It's like Tarim or Taran. Anyway, so we got got new Arnie coming. Uh, He needs to crank out as many of these things he can before he can't anymore.
2: I know.
0: It looks awesome. I have a feeling this is going to be pretty
1: good in a cheesy,
0: obviously, sort of way.
1: Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm on board if Arnie's having fun with it. Like, uh, so what? Last stand was. I enjoyed. Yeah, I feel like Arnie exactly. being Arnie. Uh, even even that, not good. Uh, was escape plan. Uh, the best parts with Arnie. Uh,
0: yeah, I didn't like that one as much. But yeah, him, he's him definitely Stallone, the best part. Uh, Him and Conviso at the end when he's about to blow up and he looks at the camera and goes, "Eh." (laughs) "Yeah."
1: Um. The uh, damn, what was I going to say?
2: All right,
1: that's it. That's my news. (laughs) Killing Gunther. All right, Uh, Alex, you have anything to add? No. And Jeff, anything you want to talk about?
0: Uh, no. (laughs) No. Oh, no, I got nothing. All right. All right, that wraps up this week. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shot First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. The reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.